shout out to everyone. Welcome to another exciting, thought-provoking, real-life segment of Live from D-Block. I am your host, Ezekiel Thomas, thrilled with excitement for the privilege of your time. Thank you for tuning in, folks. This is a continuation and sequel to our previous segment entitled Gangs Inside a Prison and the Path to Redemption. And as I said in part one of the segment, gangs are a major facet of prison society and prison culture. The immediate supposition of the public is that the gang phenomenon both inside and outside of prison is rooted primarily in criminal culture. Meaning that people think that gangs tend to form for the purpose of becoming more criminally criminally sophisticated, and, and oftentimes this is not the case. While crime may in fact be a significant item on the social resume of gang culture, criminal intent is not always what drives people to gangs. Gangs are de facto safe havens, where young people and young women, abused by their families and neglected by their communities, turn in order to find refuge. So when we look at it, for those who see themselves as socially awkward, living on the moral fringes of popular culture and are unable to envision the prospects of living comfortably within the social matrix of society, free from abuse, gangs are seen as a reasonable lifestyle alternative. And that's what I want you to understand. The reason why prison rehabilitation fails to reform the criminal mind many times, especially the criminal mentality that's related to gang culture, is because it fails to address the nature of criminal thinking and to understand the worldview that often drives criminal logic. Crime is no longer the actions of an exclusive individual or an exclusive group. Crime is a school of thought that has become a popular social doctrine that advocates civic disobedience as a means for social progress over civic compliance. Crime for criminals and for gang members specifically is just seen as a defense mechanism against social vulnerability and powerlessness that leads to abuse. And what this means is that crime as a philosophy and a lifestyle has instituted itself right alongside the traditional values of society, presenting itself as an acceptable alternative to that tradition. So with regards to upward mobility and self-advancement, gangs and gang members tend to see crime as a reasonable alternative. See, when tradition fails to honor the expectations of its adherents, then that tradition will be subverted. It will be supplanted and replaced by what is believed to be more effective, even if what is adopted is censored as being criminal and socially reprehensible. And this explains the rationale that drives gangsterism and the proliferation of gang culture in America. This explains the perception that many gang members have about the view of crime and social acceptance within society. You can't heal the gangster mentality until you rectify the obvious social contradictions that fuel contempt for the prevailing status quo. A status quo that provides government intervention in poor and unprivileged communities only when problems have been exacerbated and are in crisis mode. A status quo where sexual assault, violence, and victimization of poor children are prioritized as secondary items of public safety and are often neglected, if reported at all. A status quo where human worth is equated with social status and material wealth at the expense of neglecting the enormous value and emotional and intellectual capital that dwells within a person. See, such glaring social contradictions lead 
to a privileged society, a society where privilege becomes the selection of the few at the discouragement of those who are the outcast and the pariah. Such a mentality, such a social atmosphere can encourage a migration from the legitimate social institutions of society to the illegitimate institutions of a rogue culture that operates in opposition to that society's established norms. Prisons have become repositories and libraries of social discontent that feeds sadness and legitimizes disorder in the name of self-advancement and greater personal safety. You must understand this. So what you have inside the gangster mentality is a deep wound that injures the very vision and general outlook of the person. Prisons, they further and further infect that wound. They further contaminate that wound with distorted thinking and distorted vision until the person is poisoned with hopelessness at being reconciled with society. These troubled young men and women in America, I'm telling you, they're just raised many times, oftentimes, in broken homes. Homes hallmarked by abuse, by, by, by drug addiction, by emotional neglect and violence. And they see gangs and the gang mentality and the gang way of life as an alternative to what they've experienced, an alternative that offers them safety and well-being. They have been made to believe that they have no place anywhere else in society. So, you got to look at it from their perspective. These are people who are suffering from a people's wound and a family wound so deeply buried inside of them that these emotional injuries have become lost, even to the people who are suffering the discomfort of their pain. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine something that's hurting you becoming lost inside of you? Well, this is what often transpires in the mind in the broken mind of a person besieged by the fear and desperation that they are unloved, inadequate, unsafe, and will eventually be abused and victimized. Consequently, what do they do? Surrender themselves to a gangster lifestyle in order to find acceptance and purpose, even if it means doing things that are morally reprehensible and shocking to conscience. Yeah, healing the gangster mentality represents healing of the criminal mind in general. It represents a mission to become more socially conscious of the suffering of others. A mission to become more emotionally literate with regards to people's fears and apprehensions. The notion that society can afford to neglect prisons along with those in them, these outcasts and social pariahs, is delusional. When the fact of how prisons have the potential to shape society in a negative way is brought to bear and brought in focus. Oh yeah. So to understand gang society, gang culture, and gang members, one must understand the social forces, the social dynamics of society that have negatively impacted the psychology that drives gangs themselves. One must critically evaluate public policy, social privilege at the expense of social justice, and the effectiveness of tradition in creating social harmony and balance. See, in this way, we can begin to extrapolate principles to form a framework for reform that intervenes in the evolution of social discontent long before it becomes criminal deviance and criminal defiance. The end result is redemption for the criminal, success for the reform, and stability for society. Hey man, once again, thank you for tuning in to another dynamic segment of Live from D-Block. 
We're just keeping it real in the Concrete Jungles of America. And until next time, I want you to stay positive, stay free, and stay healed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>